It is warm in here, isn't it? You already took my jacket off. <laughs> That's what happens once in a while, so I'm better keep it on. <laughs> okay. If you could turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. And just we're going to come to chapter 13 and a bit of 14 as well. And there are familiar scriptures to us and a familiar story. But we don't want to let familiarity rob us of what... The Lord would want to say to us and encourage us with. Title of my message tonight is Faith or Fear. Faith, faith, I get my teeth in, faith or fear. Now I can say tonight that if we're Christians, we all want to walk by faith. But because we live in this world, there is always going to be a battle. And fear is always going to try and rob us of our faith. That's just the nature of this world because it is against God. It is against the people of God and it is against the ways of God. And the ways, one of the ways of God is to live by faith. But the world hates to live by faith and it wants to cause fear. So in this life there is going to be battles. We may as well accept that now. There is going to be battles. Because against us is the world, the devil, and the flesh. And it always battles against us. Every one of these is opposed to a life of faith. The world, the devil, and the flesh. And every one of us has experienced this. And if you haven't, you're going to. Because it is going to come. There is going to be a battle against your faith in God. But for us is God himself. The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. The Lord himself is for us. He is our strength. He is our shield. He is the faithful God. If you look at that, what it says there, the faithful God that keeps, keeps that faithfulness to a thousand generations. That's the length of his faithfulness. I think that's more than enough for us. And thy faithfulness reaches on to the clouds. That's the height of his faithfulness. I think that's enough for us. But to say that tonight, that doesn't stop the world, the devil and the flesh coming against us. So the battle is going to rage. But the old Bible also says, they that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed. They shall rise up with wings like eagles. So with that in mind, we want to turn to Gen or, sorry, Numbers 13. And we want to look at this familiar story. And this, I think, believe, just tells the story of faith against fear. 
in a way that we can understand, but in a way, hopefully, by the end, will really encourage us. So, Numbers 13. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Send thy men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Every one of their tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were the heads of the children of Israel. And we're going to read a wee bit more, but just want to point some things out here first. Twelve men. Twelve men, all the same. There was nothing different about these men. These men were all leaders in their tribes. They were rulers in their tribes. And the first thing I want to say about if we're going to live by faith is that we're going to have to hear the word of God. Because there's a wee line there which I believe speaks it well. Send thy men that they may search the land of Canaan. Listen, which I give unto the children of Israel. The Lord had already given this land to the children of Israel. Which I give. Not that I'm thinking about giving. Not that I have an idea that, you know, if you go in here, there's a good chance that you'll have this land. It says, which I give unto the children of Israel. Now, these 12 men all had the word of God. They all knew that the Lord had said, I have given this land unto you. So these 12 men stand level. And among these men, it gives all their names, it goes to list their names from verse 4 to 16. So there is 12 men who all have the word of God. And that says to me that these 12 men are like ourselves. We all have the word of God. Because what we sometimes we use as an excuse is that I'm not like such and such. Or I'm not like them. That my nature is, you know, that's, that's them. My nature is different. Well, these 12 men along with us all had the word of God. And it's not our nature that determines how if we walk a life of faith. It is how we hear the word of God. So every one of us is on a level. We can't rule ourselves out. We can't say Clifford is a man of faith, but I'm not. Because we all have the same potential. Because God has given us a measure of faith. New Testament tells us he's given us a measure of faith. And we are to use that faith. So we can't have the excuse, I'm not like that. I can't do that. Because we can. Because God has given us a measure of faith. And these 12 men had the word of God. Go into this land which I have given unto you. And it's amazing how 12 men can go in. But there was two very different outcomes. And again, as I said, there are 12 rulers. So these men are not amateurs. These men had sway among the tribes. These men had intelligence. Because they were rulers. They knew how to assess things. They knew how to weigh things up. They were experienced men. They weren't beginners. You know, the Bible talks about when we're newly saved, when we, we, we start with the milk of the word. 
But then we have to move on to the meat of the word. But these men weren't beginners. They weren't on milk. They had character. But there was two very different outcomes within these 12 men. So they all started out with the same promise from the word of God, which, is I, which I give unto the children of Israel. So I want you to go and search this land out. But my first point is that we need to hear the word of God. We all have the word of God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can't rule yourself out and say, I'm not like that. I want to encourage you tonight to be a man, a man and a woman of faith. To trust God, to walk in faith. We need the word of God more than anything. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. David said, Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Uphold me according to thy word. Thy word is true from the beginning. So we all have the word of God. The word of God in our hands. We have it. It's to us. So what has God said to us? What has God said to you and I from his word? How he will take care of us. How he will look after us. Well, let's read a bit more. So they went into the land. We'll read from verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land what it is and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that, that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be you of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So these 12 men for 40 days went and searched out the land. It says, so they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Sin unto Rehob as, me, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Soan in Egypt. And they came unto the brook Eskol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bore it between two upon a staff, and they brought it off the pomegranates and off the figs. The place was called the brook of Eskol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. They went into this land and it was a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a land that was full of a prosperous land. A land full that would suit them right down to the ground as God had promised. They went, they searched it out. They looked at the, 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 the standard of the, of the men, whether they were in strongholds, whether they were in tents. And yes, they kind of seen the giants. And then they, they come to the fruit. And a cluster of grapes that they bear between two. That's some cluster of grapes. You know, we were we, we in the Ukraine. You can eat a bunch of grapes about that. And it doesn't take two men to carry that. That must have been some bunch of grapes. And pomegranates and figs beside that. But what happened... What happened in the wilderness? 
Let's just read 26, verse 26. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel onto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land where thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. What happened in the wilderness? What happened when God said to them, which the land which I give unto you, to this report that they just have just given? What happened in the wilderness? Twelve men went into that wilderness full of faith. And only two made it out the same way. Only two men made it out of the wilderness full of faith. And ten men had been robbed in the wilderness. Ten men in the wilderness picked up fear. And two men picked up faith. I want to suggest to you that the 40 days they spent in the wilderness can be like when God gives us a promise. That when we go from the promise to the fulfillment, that period of time, for these men it was 40 days. For us, it could be 40 days, it could be 40 weeks, it could be a year, it could be two years, it could be five years. And what we want to be careful that we don't end up like the men, that within that period of time, that we lose our faith. When God has spoken to us, that we lose our faith and we end up fearing. And we end up like these men, demoralized. Each day I, I'm suggesting to you that these men traveled and they maybe went in on day one full of faith. And then by day two, their faith had dropped a little because they had maybe seen the Hittites or the Canaanites. And they thought, they look, they look tough. Could we take them and could our army do the job here? And then they're awakened. And then they see the giants. And they think their knees start to shake. And their faith starts to rattle. And they go on and on. And each day their faith is becoming weaker and weaker. Each day their shoulders are dropping. They're getting lower. To come to this place after the 40 days 
And it's interesting there that it talks about the fruit of the land as the last thing that they picked up. And maybe by the time they got to pick the fruit up, their faith had gone totally. And this fruit and this promise and these pomegranates and figs couldn't lift their faith. So they come to this report. And they say, and this is where I think, well, I'll come to this in a second. Look at the two men who picked up faith. Because these two men went in. And from day one, they remembered the word of the Lord. The Lord has given us this land. These two men's faith was steady. And it grew. When they looked at the enemies, they said to themselves, the Lord has given us the land. We can take these people. Our enemies have no problem. Our armies are going to have no problem here. They were in the valleys. They were in the hills. They were by the sea. And their faith grew. Nothing pulled them down. Nothing caused them to kick their, their eyes from the word of God and what God had said. And then when they came to pick up the fruit, the grapes and the pomegranates and the figs, they must have thought all their Christmases had come at once. This is wonderful. This is the land that our God has given us. Two very different reports from the same land. I like to think, and I just when I was reading over this, and don't quote me on this, that's only a thought of my own. It says that there was the grapes, they bore it between two upon a staff. I wonder if it was Caleb and Joshua were the two men that carried it. Can't prove that to you, but it's a nice thought, I think. Maybe Caleb and Joshua were the two men that carried the, the cluster of grapes. Because their faith was high and their faith was strong. Forty days. Ten went down. Ten were robbed of their faith. And two had their faith strengthened. And it is like that at times because the enemy is going to cause us to try and fear. He's going to come. But we need to hold on to the word of God. It says, verse 26 again, And they, they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel onto the wilderness of Paran to Gadesh and brought back the word unto them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. I think for these ten men, it was a very cruel thing because they showed the children of Israel. Because these people were waiting in these ten, twelve spies coming back. And I'm sure they were waiting with excitement. And they were waiting with expectancy. Thinking, you know, day 41, we could be in the land. And we could be on our way to what God has, has promised to us. And they came back and they showed them the fruit. And they got their hopes up. And they thought, look at this. Look at these grapes. Look at these figs. Look at these pomegranates. The land truly does flow with milk and honey. But they dangled this in front of the people's faces. And then they took it away from them. Because look at verse 28. 
Sorry, let me read 27. They told him and said, We came unto the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Look at the next word. Neither the less. Neither the less. Or if we put that in their own language, but. But. And these ten spies said, But. Neither the less. The people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, they're all there. These ten men, fear had crippled them because all they seen was their enemies. All they seen was the blocks. All they seen was the roadblocks to the fulfillment of God's promises. And what they done was they lined up all of the, the enemies against the word of God. And they said, the word of God doesn't mean anything because this is too much. This is too much. And this is what fear can do to us. It can cause us to disregard the word of God, what God has said to us and what God has promised to us and fear will cripple us. Listen, you can't weigh the obstacles against the word of God because the word of God is more powerful. It's more powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is truth and what God says he will do. Don't look at our enemies. Don't look at the obstacles because it will only cause us to fear. These men said the obstacles, it's too mighty, it's too big for us, they're too numerous, they're too strong for us. And that was their problem. Their eyes focused on their enemies. Their eyes focused on the obstacles. And I think about it, you know, in the verses in verse 31. Look at how minutely they looked at the promises. Because they'd already said that the Amorites were there, the giants were there. But then they go on to say, in a more minute detail. And this is what fear can cause us to do. It'll cause us to look at the minute detail. We start to read into everything and everything's blown out of proportion. Look what they said. But the men went up with him, with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. This is an imagination that's come in now. Everything has just grown. The land that eats up the inhabitants and all the, peop all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Even the children now were men of great stature. Everything they seen was a thing of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came of the giants. And we were in their own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. They've, they've, they've given up. Fear has robbed them. They're looking at every detail. Every detail. And it has robbed them. And if we, in fear, 
Look at our enemies and look at their strengths and go into the minuteness. We'll never walk in faith. We'll be like these ten spies. But we don't want to be like that. So let me ask you a question. How are you looking? I don't mean how are you looking? The woman who are how are you looking? Are you looking through the eyes of faith? Or are you looking through the eyes of fear? Because if we're looking through the eyes of fear, it is only a downward spiral. Because in verse 31, 32, they showed their discouragement. Which says we're just like grasshoppers. We're grasshoppers. They were so discouraged. It had become part of their nature. These were the men and these were the men of God. God had done such great miracles for them. This is who they were. And they're discouraged. It's ingrained in them now. They've become hard. And the worst thing about it in verse chapter 14, verse 1 tells us. They discouraged everyone around them. It says, All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. They discouraged everyone around them. It's good to be around people of faith, but it's a terrible thing to be around people of fear because there's a danger that they'll pull us down. We want to encourage people by people of faith pull people up to faith. But there's a great danger. And this is what happened. They discouraged the people around them. They robbed the people of their promise. Fear robbed them of their promise of the land. But they robbed the whole congregation of the promise of God. They, so- they sowed discouragement. They sowed hopelessness. Because of their bad report. And then we can go further down. Then the people became angry and bitter. And it says they started to murmur. Because if we give in to fear and lose our faith, we become discouraged. Then we start to get angry and bitter and start to blame. The word murmuring there means to be obstinate. When you think of someone as obstinate, they've dug the heels in. They've just sits, they've, stayed, they've, they've dug their heels in and they're very hard to shift. And they become angry and bitter and start to blame. And they started to blame Moses and they started to blame Aaron and then they started to blame God. Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God we had died in this wilderness? What a place to be. But then it goes further. In chapter 14, verse 3 to 4. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. It led to their backsliding or their desire to backslide. Fear 
discouragement, anger, bitterness, to backsliding. And when someone backslides, what are they really saying? God, you've let me down. The church let me down. You hear people say it. People let me down. And then they say, I'm better better back in the world. The world wouldn't do that on you. But these people forgot how hard it was in Egypt. They forgot how hard it was in Egypt. And we can go back into the world. But it was hard. Because why were we looking out of it in the first place? Because it was we were dead in our sins. Then it got worse. And this is an ex- the extreme case of this. Chapter 14, verse 22 to 23. This is what God says. Because all these men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I, which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. And then verses 26 to 32 and the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, As ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall come... You shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones which he said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, ye, your, you, as for you your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness. And this is the sad thing. They lost the promise. They lost the promise. Because of fear. This downward spiral. They lost the promise of God. They weren't allowed to enter into the, into the promised land. It said their carcasses would die, would fall in the land. And their children and their wives, they were the ones that would go in. Their young children would go in. But they lost the promise because of fear. We don't want to be like that. We don't want fear to rob us of our promise. The promise that God has already given and said, it is yours. We need to get our eyes on God and on his word. But the eye of faith is totally opposite. And this is the people we want to be. And by God's grace, I believe we are. We want to be people of faith. Two men went into the, into the land to search it full of faith. And they came out with their faith intact. I want to come through with my faith intact. Full of faith. Not just coming out in my hands and knees, I want to come through full of faith 
And I know you do as well. Because these men didn't lose sight of the promises. Caleb and Joshua spied it out. And they saw all that they were about to possess. They saw all that they were about to possess. I want to put my hands in that. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Talks about Caleb. Give me this mountain or I die. I'm having that. Listen. If God has promised it to us, we can be bold and say, Lord, I'm having that. For you have promised. They saw God's blessings. They saw God's provision. They saw this cluster of grapes and the figs and the pomegranates and said, this is wonderful. Our God is good. They saw all the same things, but they came out with a different report. We want to surround ourselves with people of faith who believe what God says. Yes, trials will come. Fear will try to overcome us. But we want the faith to rub off. Just as the, the discouragement and the fear rubbed off from the ten spies, our faith can rub off on others. We want to encourage others who are going through struggles, going through hard times. We want to say, God can bring you through because he has done it in me. He can do it in you. I want faith to rub off. I don't want to cause somebody to stumble. I don't want to cause them to fall. I don't want to give them, them backsliding and giving up on God. Because listen, God will never let us down. We want our faith to rub off. What does it say about faith? We know these scriptures well. But now faith is the substance of things hoped for. For the evidence of things not seen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. That's it. Whether it's 40 days, 40 weeks, 40 years even, we want to come through in faith. And even if we never see it into eternity, what we know that God has promised, it will do, he will do it. May not be in our time for whatever we're believing for, but he will do it. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Don't lose sight of the promise. Ten chose fear, but two chose faith. You know, you think about some of the wars there is in the world and, you know, the military. And sometimes they say, it's a battle for hearts and minds. And to a degree in the spiritual life, it is true. It's a battle for hearts and minds. And Caleb and Joshua battled for these people's hearts and minds. And we know the outcome where they didn't win. But this was the nature of Caleb and Joshua. Chapter 13, verse 30 says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. It's hard to believe this is, this, this, this is one of the men that went into the wilderness. It's hard to believe the difference. We are well able. Let us go up at once. Day 40, day 41, they should have been possessing their promise. But they lost it. Caleb thinking, I'm not losing my promise. I want it. This is the same man 
This is the type of people we want to be. Let us go up at once. Boldness. What a boldness. Let us go up at once. See those big, those big children of Anak, those giants? I'll take them first. They're bold. He'll, he'll come down first. Because this is this man's thinking. Give me this mountain. He wasn't looking for, you know, and this was 80 years old. He's not saying, give us that wee hill over there. Give us that wee mountain there. Or that wee, 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 wee mole hill. He says, I want that mountain. This is the boldness of faith and the boldness that God, of faith in God that we can have. This is what a contrast. You know, Caleb tried to pull the people back. Tried to pull them up. But they were too far gone. You know, it's, 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 this is something that, that you know, that has challenged me because we can walk in that, that fear. And the wee first week thing comes along and say, we've got a wobbly here. But we have to go back to the word of God. And say, God, you have promised. You have promised that you will do this. Turn quickly with me to Mark chapter 5. Again, a familiar story, but we only just read a couple of verses. How do I protect my faith? How do we protect the faith that God has given us? How do we cause it to grow? And we know this story well. This is the story of, of, of Jairus. And how he came to Jesus and he says, my daughter's dying. If you could come. You, you, you could touch her and she'll be made whole. And we know on the way that he ran into the woman with the issue of blood. And by the time all of this was sorted out, the servant came in verse 35 and says, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? My daughter is dead. Why trouble I the master any further? And this is how we protect our faith. You look at this next verse. What does it say? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. But the emphasis I want to put to you is as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken. As soon as he heard that word that she was dead because Jairus could have feared and this was probably his biggest fear that his daughter would die and Jesus said but as soon as he heard it he says don't fear only believe and when fear comes to us we got to get a grip on it very quickly we got to get a grip on it Go before God in prayer. Open your book with your promises in it. That maybe God has given you over the years. Open your Bible and look at what God has said. No, this is what God has promised me. This is what I will have. We have to get a grip on fear as quick as we can. 
These 10 men in the wilderness, fear gripped them and they never got a control of it. And it pulled them down and down and down and down till there was no hope for them. But Jesus says, as soon as, as soon as that fear comes, as soon as that thought comes, and they will come, but grip, get a grip on faith. Be not afraid, only believe. This is the words of Jesus of how to protect our faith. When that fear comes, get a grip on it straight away. God, you have said. Paul says, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He says to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. It's interesting words, isn't it? Fight the good fight of faith. Because it is going to be a fight. But by God, we will overcome. Through the power of his spirit, we will overcome. As we trust him and walk in faith. Just turn back to numbers there. Two minutes would be finished. Faith always receives its promise. Faith will always receive its promise. Chapter 14, you read it there, 22 to 24. Look, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. Listen, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Faith will always receive its promise. Again, 36. And the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned and made out all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. Verse 38, But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. The ten lost out because of fear. But the men of faith, Joshua and Caleb, they received the promise without a shadow of a doubt. Tonight, God's encouraging us, not my word, to walk by faith, to stand strong, to trust his word because he has given us the land. His promises are yes and amen. Let us know whom we have believed and let us fight the good fight of faith. Let's pray.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to thank you tonight that you are a faithful God. That you are a God of faithfulness. And Lord, that you are faithful to your people. Lord, we are your people. And I ask you tonight, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, you would pour out your grace upon us and that you would help us, Lord, to walk by faith and not by sight. I ask, Lord God, tonight for those in this room, Lord, that are maybe in that battle of faith against fear, that, Lord, that you would strengthen their faith, that you would strengthen them by your Holy Spirit, that, Lord, that you would renew their vision of your word, Lord, of your promises to them, Lord God, of what your word says. From Genesis to Revelation, Lord God, your word is truth. Lord, I pray for them tonight that their faith would be strengthened, that they would stand strong, Lord God, and that, Lord, that that fear would be vanquished. It would be trodden down onto the foot and that they would stand strong in faith. Because, Lord, for they know whom they have believed. And whom they have believed is a faithful God. Lord, we worship you tonight, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are for us and not against us, Lord God. And if you are for us, Lord, who can stand against us? Lord, we praise you and we worship you tonight. You are an awesome God. And we glorify you magnify you, Lord God. We exalt you, Lord God, before our hearts and our minds, Lord God. We lift you up, Lord God. Lord, you're bigger than any giant, Lord God. Lord, there's no obstacle can stand against you, Lord God. No work of man, Lord God. No work of the devil. No work of the flesh can stand against you, Lord God. And you are our God. And you will fight on our behalf, Lord God. You will bear your right arm, Lord God. And you will break through, Lord God, for us in your time, Lord God. So, Lord, we praise you and we glorify you, Lord God. We give you all of the honor, Lord God. We bless you, almighty God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen.